I am Lemuel Gonzalez, a repentant sinner, and along with Emily Armstrong, your heavenly host, I invite you to find a place in the pew for today's painless Sunday school lesson without works. Today, a short exploration into the work of Bishop Usher. But first, Emily has a condemnation in the Vatican she would like to speak to. I am using my inherent white woman power to demand to speak with Catholicism's manager about a piece of news being reported that the Vatican, and thus the Pope, has issued a ruling today saying that the church should be welcoming towards gay people, quote, with respect and sensitivity, but not endorse their unions. I'm here to tell you that if you ask a person to live a partial life, you are not greeting them with respect and sensitivity. If you are asking them to deny an inherent part of humanity, Mm -hmm. sexuality and romantic longing or love because it doesn't fit in whatever you've decided sexuality or romantic love is, then you are not accepting of them as a human being who is whole and complete. And so Catholic Church, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) All right, so what was the, the details of it, of the case? It's not a case. It's just that the priests could not bless same-sex unions calling any such blessing not licit, which I don't, which I guess means illicit. illicit. <laughs> I've never seen it written I've never seen that way written, before. Um, uh, the, ruling, the, the ruling says that, once again, that the church should be wel- welcoming towards gay people with respect and sensitivity, but not endorse their union. Uh, the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, which is the vac. Uh, Vatican's doctrinal watchdog (laughs) issued the judgment in response to a bunch of questions that it was getting um, raised by pastors and parishes that sought to be more welcoming and inclusive of gay couples. And in response, they got a resounding, nah, that's cool, don't do that. It's it's been a difficult issue to follow along with. Um, Yes. Because there are, it's it, it um it's upsetting because there Pope Francis seems to be making open overtures towards the gay community. Um, sure, as long as they're not students. actively gay. Well, no, 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 Whatever. because he's receiving them into his papal offices as well. However, it's I'm not sure exactly where it's coming from. Any statement from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith has to have uh, an agreement to be issued by the Pope. So, if not necessarily his endorsement, at least as an agreement that he's in agreement with this as an interpretation of doctrine. Well, he is in agreement. And he is also, Pope Francis, at least in writing, has staunchly mm-hmm. opposed gay marriage within the church. I've been trying to understand exactly what his position is because it's very. Yeah, he's pretty difficult. cagey on it. Um, it seems to be that he is welcoming of some variety of a separate. Uh, and that has a really unfortunate connotation with of people. Of course it does. A separate but equal facility to where, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but it seems just from the fact that he's not, you know, giving much of his opinion one way or the other, is um, to say that he's up for an equal but separate union between same-sex couples, but it does not have the endorsement of the church, nor does it have a... Um, a, what do you call it? It doesn't have the endorsement of blessing the church, and it's still seeing as illicit. Right. Which means that it's a sin, right? Right. 
that, or a, that sex within right. that union would be a sin. As a person of color, mm-hmm. this is very yes, separate familiar. but equal is not a right. That, it's, it's something there's that no such thing. Never works well. No. And I'm when I read when you talked to me about this this morning, I did some research as well. And yes, it's even uh, gay Catholics are upset by the decision for. It apparently sprung from ministers, pastors, trying to find a way around this sort of prohibition they have of marrying gay couples. Gay couples, yes. And um, in the United States, when they did a... Pew Research did a a poll, uh, more than six out of ten Catholics support gay marriage in the United States. And this ruling concerns people that more gay Catholics and their supporters will leave the church and right. find a, a congregation uh, that well, uh, will accept them in, I, the, in their entirety as an entire human what, being. What the Catholic Church seems to be really bent on preventing is another schism, and what they're causing is another schism. Right, yes. And the last time they did this, Protestants were invented. And, uh, I just, I... Yeah. I I can't, I have a a fundamental lapse in logic when it comes to the Catholic Church and the Pope. So if, if the Pope is ordained by God to be mm-hmm. God's voice on earth, and the Pope feels a specific way, why then when a Pope says a thing that is contrary to what history or other Catholics believe, do they decry the Pope? Shouldn't they be decrying themselves? That's the voice right. of God. That's the one you yes. listen to. You don't, right. as soon as they say something that you don't agree with, go, well, they're not They're, <laughs> they're not the Pope anymore. No, no, no. Y'all right. made him the Pope. I don't know if the Pope can be removed. That would be an interesting question. Um, and there certainly have been corrupt Popes. There was a period Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, so, I don't know if this is a spoiler or, or um, a crushing of anybody's dreams, but the, the Pope is, in fact... Just a human being, and yeah. not, in fact, the voice of God on earth. And the best people to hold the office all agree that they're just human beings, and that mm-hmm. they don't like the notion of infallibility that follows them. Except in. you are mm-hmm. in a job that has called you infallible, and unless, if you really don't like mm-hmm. the notion of infallibility, then one of the first things you need to do as the infallible pope is to say, in doctrine... That the Pope is fallible. <laughs> That's where that walk back. It used to be infallible, period. Now it's infallible on matters of the church. Um, I uh, Yeah, it's, it's very disappointing, of course, but it, there has to be some sort of way of acceptance because it's not working what's going on, this sort of notion of a half acceptance. And every time that Pope Francis made a statement or was welcoming to gay members of a congregation or it really made headlines because it was a change. However, it seems, and again, without putting uh, on him, is to say that he's too timid to make the decision that needs to be made, which is to make a change in the church and the way they view things. As the Pope, right. guess what? You can change the rules. It's like being king. We were literally just talking about this. Yes. It's hey, not, if you, uh, as a king in a Disney movie, for instance, are just so torn up that your daughter has to marry somebody she doesn't love because those are the rules. Can you not wait till the end of the movie to realize that you're the one who made the rules and get to change the rules? Like, 
You get to change. That's the whole deal with being a king. Same with being a pope. You get to make the rules. That's the whole thing. (laughs) The, I think he's attempting to please two groups of people who can't be reconciled. Um, which is the hardline traditionalists who don't want change and the people who, the actual needs of the people. And in doing that, it unfortunately abandons the position of a shepherd guiding Exactly. The I'm like, that's not, his right. job is not to be a politician to reconcile well, two groups. also not to just, I mean, that's the unfortunate position. The idea of Pope is, it's like he's abandoning, in some ways, the pastoral job. Yes. And maintaining doctrine, you which see is what's right. Right. You see what's right. Do what's right. Just do what's right. Help well, yeah. people. It's not that complicated. It's, it's <laughs> coming from a number of places, one of which is an incredibly traditional view of marriage, which is a man and a woman for the purposes of reproducing children. Um, the idea of seeing sex outside of marriage is illicit, but at the same time, if you can't marry those people, no matter what they do, they'll be illicit. Right. right? So, so you're it, asking them to... Right. You, you can't... You cannot be welcoming of them while denying a part of their life. And if they live a full and complete life, branding them as sinners, like, and, and irredeemable sinners, because you're telling me the only way that I can not, I can stop being a sinner in this context is to deny an entire section of my personhood. Then, then I, then well, you've left me no option. It's the position that Christ is not accepting all of you, but part of you, which right. is not what that's we do. Not, that's not. That's what we not. That's not. Did not what it is. Go through all that trouble to redeem part of your life, and so if we are to sort of, and and the point has been brought up most recently by um, a former president, Jimmy Carter, in teaching his Bible classes, homosexuality was not unknown in Jesus's time. Homosexuality was a very common lifestyle in the sort of very cosmopolitan world that he lived in. Not right. only Jews necessarily, because there have but always been gay people. And people yes, this of the empire actually had a, a, a amount of freedom as gay uh, people with both companionship and whom they choose to live with that even modern people don't have. Right, and so uh, it. Jesus never went out of his way to condemn homosexuality. There's even, as we've talked about before, an instance where he might have actually condoned relationship, but it's not made explicit, and I don't know if that's the fault of the story or the translators. Yeah. We also have a, a disciple that went, underwent some sort of transition. In the original scriptures was female, and then later on his name is masculinized, but we don't know that Is that, that we James? Have. No, it was Junius. Okay. Uh which was, uh, I believe it's Junius, who was obviously a female apostle. And at some point... And they just were like, can't have that. changed the name. So, yeah. so there are parts of the scripture that have been altered. Of course um, there are. But in There this, are 90,000 versions of the Bible. Well, parts of the scripture have been altered. Is of course obvious, <laughs> but I mean that there was some sort of older attempt to change the doctrines of the text right, right. by changing someone's name so that we don't yeah. uh, give this authorization or this authority to women. But um, but yes, this is... But the, look, look around at this uh, at this world. When you consecrate marriages between a man and a woman for mm-hmm. the sake of having children, it's because you need more population. Right. Look, look around the planet here in 2021. It's not necessary. The people who are going to procreate are going to procreate. The people who aren't, aren't. 
So we need to move past it. We need to move past it. Well, it was made for a different kind of world. I understand. And, and it is a different time. kind of world, yes. yes. And also, I mean, we're looking past the fact that people get married for all sorts of reasons. Of course. Most or of them, don't get married for most all of sorts of reasons. financial, unfortunately. And many of the people, yeah. like, uh, I have several disabled friends who mm. cannot get married. Because if they get married, they will lose right. their Which is means of But it's uh, the same thing. It's causing survival. people to sin. Or rather, putting them in the position mm-hmm. to where they're sinners in the eyes of the church. And so, in this particular case, it's particularly egregious. Because you are creating, you are forcing people to sin by enforcing these rules. Yes. So, yes, this was really disappointing and it was well, really wrong. Well, simultaneously couching it with, we respect you and accept you. Yes, except you it's, clearly it's don't. It's very um, dishonest yes. to say at this point. It's that we talking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, our doors to you when you are, yeah. uh, obviously you're not. It's like we're opening doors to you as long as you behave the way that we want you to do or right. you're our kind of people. Right. So, yeah, it's... Like I said, as a person of Yeah, color, or like really if familiar. you're gay, then I guess you're going to have to go through some purgatory before you're going to be able to get to heaven for whatever. Because he's also, you know, he, he's he been for protecting, you know, condoms and mm-hmm. things like that, protecting gay people mm-hmm. from illness and things yeah. like that that were, that were not previously endorsed. But I, I, it's so far, it's mostly lip service, it feels like. And it's really... They're going to lose. They're going to lose a lot of people. Well, there's always the Episcopal Church, which has all the same rituals That's and the thing, a lot like, of people. Yeah. So the, and and Catholicism's this, doing this to itself. The schism so. that it's causing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even listening to some young Catholics, how they still hold on to these views, some of them, because they're told to believe them. And so there's obviously an opportunity to change the dynamic and change the way of thinking, but it's just not happening. And so that's that's really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what, a few months after his election, he famously said, who am I to judge when asked during papal fight from Brazil about priests who might be gay? And then he appeared to endorse same-sex civil unions. It's just that word yeah. marriage that we're having a tr- trouble yes. with, which, which is a legal contract. It's not a religious it can be performed yeah. in a religious setting, it, I think it, but in most of the yeah. world, it is a civil contract it that you enter into. A, that's an interesting um, approach, because I think it is. it was originally a kind of religious contract, at least inside the Christian church. Sure. And then it became adopted as a, as a tool of the state for all sorts of purposes mm-hmm. that ultimately benefited the state, not necessarily people in this union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sort mm-hmm. of sort of collapsed in on itself for yeah. a little while. Yeah, it's... And uh, America's too... In the United States particularly, that church and state with marriage gets uh, real heinous. And that, yeah. I think, is what... That's what led to the Supreme Court upholding civil unit or marriage between same-sex couples. Mm. Was they were like, well... Yeah. Marriage can't... You, we can't call it, it... It's a civil... It's a... It's a legal civil... Yeah, uh, contracts who, that you're getting into, knows? and we can't base that on a religious definition of who's allowed to get into this right. civil contract, because that is a deep blurring of church and state. Anyone who knows a gay couple, and uh, that was probably my first introduction to it when I uh, worked at a, a job I did, and I had a friend who 
was really struggling because she couldn't put her her spouse yeah. on her insurance. She right. could, there was like legal steps that she could yes. not take for their life together, and they'd been together for a decade at that point. Yeah, it's, but, it was um, prior to the civil Supreme Court upholding the, the mm-hmm. marriage between. Right. Same-sex couples. There were one hundred just by signing a marriage certificate, mm-hmm. getting a marriage certificate in whatever state you were in. You were afforded one hundred and forty rights that you couldn't get any other way. Yeah. That was it. Tax breaks, hospital visitation. Yeah, that um, was the, the one that concerned her the most because mm-hmm. her partner had some health problems. Yeah, and also you're not the, next of kin. You're yeah, nothing. And that was the other issue. They were not next of kin, so any health decisions made. If her partner um, went into some sort of decline, all the health decisions would be made by her family, who had already ousted her for being gay. For, right. So it was right. just so you have to situation. spend yeah. a bunch of money to draw up the same type of legal contracts mm-hmm. to make your 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 significant yeah. other, your power of attorney, your health proxy, uh, you know, all of these things, which you could certainly do, but it took time and money yes to do that 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 yes, uh, that that heterosexual couples never even had to think about because they signed a piece of paper in front of a priest or a justice of the peace or mm-hmm. me i was i was ordained and performed wedding ceremonies and they you know and you know i'm not a religious yeah. <laughs> person but as long as it was uh, someone who was biologically and legally male and biologically and legally female, I could, I could, I could, I could bestow 140 rights on them for free. That same-sex couples were not. I know. Check it out. I don't think I'm still ordained. I don't know. Does it go away? I, I, I don't know. Does Universal Life Church give you like a 90-day thing or I don't know. I'd have to check. I mean, it takes three seconds to do it online still. I could just do it again. And I think it was free. I don't even think I had to pay. Wow. So much power at your fingertips. Yep. And now I can marry the gays too. Make sure to bless them while you're at it. Well, I, that won't. I can't. I don't have any. I mean, sure, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't have any sure, power. <laughs> sure, you're all blessed. See what I did? <laughs> Happy Easter. You're blessed. All right. Uh, that's all I wanted to say on that subject. So I thank you for indulging me in my ire. Now let's talk about the Archbishop that brought us apparently so many of today's evangelical beliefs. Who is Bishop Usher? He is the man who discovered the age of the earth. No, really, he figured this out. Bishop James Usher, Archbishop of Armagh, Armagh. Chief Primate of all of Ireland, published his 1650 masterpiece. Yes? Finished the sentence, but I have a thing to say. (laughs) 1650 masterpiece, Annals of the Old Testament, deduced from the first origin of the world, the Chronicle of Asiatic and Egyptian matters, together produced from the beginning of historical time up until the beginnings of the Maccabees. Well, that is not a pithy headline. No. First. A a title, yes. Well, I've got like six or seven things to say. First, we started talking about this gentleman a few weeks ago, and we paused, and I took a bunch of it out because I was like, oh, no, there is... 
a story here, and I didn't even realize we were going to get into it. So we were talking about creationism. Mm -hmm. So this is a, um, although I would, I would argue that very few people who believe in creationism, in, at least in the United States today, would know this man's name. Because they think this stuff came right. from the Bible. Yeah, I think it's, it's much more familiar to scientists. You hear. Yeah, I think that's probably right because they're trying Stephen to debunking. Not only debunking it, a lot of people just sort of take it very um, humorously. And there are some religious people who don't like when he's brought up. But one of the things I want to bring forward is that. He actually tried very hard. He tried really hard. He and, did do his very best. But first yes. of all, we need to address this phrase. Chief primate. Yes. I'm sorry, what? Is I that know. still used? Yes, it is. In Ireland only or everywhere? No, everywhere. Okay. I, it is, that is wild. Because that is the church taking the view that we are animals. No, 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 that no. is exactly what it's it is. Accidentally. Uh, use of the term of a, of a homophone, uh, right? Yeah, but woof, guys, it's a big whoops. First heard that term. It's the rank bestowed on an important archbishop in a particular tradition, right? Chief primate. But it is also the church going, "Hey, we're just monkeys over here. We're just monkeys." It sounds that way, but it's it one is. of those words that doesn't mean the same thing. It doesn't say the same word. It means what but, it means. Yes, every time I hear chief primate, I imagine Doctor Zayas. That is Dr. Zayas, 100%. And I, I just, yes. Holy cow. Yes, it's very funny. What the heck? Okay, so. It's from, yeah, yes. So it's, We don't have to get too far into that, no, except I, for. Last time you were blown away by the age of the earth, now it's the chief. I'm so excited by that term, and I'm never letting the church live it down, <laughs> right. and they will always just be chimpanzees to me. Chimpanzees who will rip your face off if you get too close. Okay. Now, so, uh, before we just mock this, this gentleman mock mercilessly, I, I really, okay, before okay. I mock, mock this gentleman mercilessly. mercilessly because it is a... he He's so logical and consistent, and then he hits this wall where he's like, and therefore this, and I'm like, that's the... That last leap, though, <laughs> like, yes. you were taking a step at a time. You were like, one step, we're going down these steps, and we're going to go one step at a time. Mm. And then you hit one step, and you were like, I think I'm at the bottom. And you just <laughs> leaped, and you were right. six and a half stories off the ground still. <laughs> like, what That's, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what so, did he do? Uh, okay, so... This First, so, so in crea creationists today right. believe that the Earth is how old? No, we've talked about different kinds of creationists. So the young Earth, the young Earth creationists, okay. will believe that the Earth is about six or seven thousand years old. Six or seven thousand years, mostly old. six. What a lot of them don't seem to realize is they've adopted this method of dating that Archbishop Usher did. Because once again, mm -hmm. so many in the evangelical church do what? Listen to what they're told and never open a book. Right. And so, so they're just like, must be in the Bible because I heard it in a big giant church. Much That's less not how the it end works. Of the Old Testament deduced from the first origins of etc. 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 All right. So, so his work added together the chronologies mentioned in the Bible. 
taking into account historical resources from extra-biblical sources. In like a genealogical right. sense? So the beginning okay. of two of the Gospels begin with a genealogy, one okay. of which goes back right. to Abraham, one of which goes back to Adam. Yes, so that's the begat, the begat, begat. Right. And so... And didn't... Weren't some of those lifespans supposed to be like crazy long, though? Yes, in the Old Testament, or well, rather, in the book of Genesis, some of the patriarchs, the original patriarchs, had incredibly long lifespans, nearly a thousand years. Some of them and lived, Methuselah, right? Methuselah. Like yes. that's the longest, the longest living person. Nine hundred and sixty-nine years, I think. That's a lot. That's a very also noise. No, I'll take that. Out. Well, there's some theories about what that meant. Um, as early as the outline of history, H.G. Uh, Wells was suggesting they might have been counting lunar months. That makes a lot of sense, so actually. It, really, it just really brings their lives to their because we don't know what their system of measurement was. Anything before, I think, really, the period of when uh, the end of the patriarchs, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we don't then, know how they were. Like, right, like the our world was created in six days, right? right? But what is a day? Right. But, I mean, <laughs> and, any, the, and, and, and what is a lifespan? We can start recording time with extra biblical sources when the Hebrews go to Egypt and they become slaves. We know who Pharaoh uh, Ramesses was. Right. There was writing. Right. There is history. Right. But we also know how on. they counted time. How the mm-hmm. shepherds, the Bedouin shepherds, were counting time for thousands of years, or hundreds of years in this case, before that, we don't we know. We don't know, right. So whether they were measuring by lunar months as is. By still, seasons, right. by. Exactly. So um, yeah. We don't know what their counting system was. Right. So that that's kind of what right. the issue is. Oh, that's, that's really interesting. The other thing about lifespan that's sort of odd mm-hmm. is we think about how humans are living longer than right. they've ever lived before. So, but, and we hear that and we think, well, then nobody ever lived to 100 years. Like, right. like in the 1800s and 1700s, yes. people died a lot. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever made it to old age. Right. But that's not how human life, it's, that's not how the measure of human lifespan Mm -hmm. actually works. Um, It's very much like when you see, if you look in your phone and you see that there's a 20% chance of rain in a certain area, Mm -hmm. what that actually means is there's a 100% chance of rain in 20% of the area that you're talking about, which is totally antithetical to what you might think. You think that, there's there's a 20% chance that it's going to rain outside, but that's not what it means. So the same thing with sort of lifespan. So many, many, many people died as children. Many, many, many women died in childbirth. If you could kind of get through those two things and mm-hmm. you were never grievously injured, right. you could still live to 80, 90, yes. just like we do now. Um but people don't think that that's what shorter lifespans meant. It just meant way more people died young. It didn't mean that nobody lived past 60. <laughs> like if 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 the average lifespan was 45, it doesn't mean that nobody lived past 45. There's a, there's a point, there's a cutoff point um, in the... Book of Genesis, in chapter 6, verse 3. Mm-hmm. My spirit will not contend with humans forever. They are mortals. Their days will be 120 years. 
So there's a point where in the Old Testament, We've, they think God that that's a cutoff point and just says, yeah, that's, that's And all still you very few people live, live past 120, 120 years. years. Um, um, they're saying yeah. that the first person who will live that long is probably mm. alive right now. Right. That's about where we are. And has a great deal of money. With, provided that the yes. earth doesn't just shake like a wet dog and just <laughs> finish us off because we made her real mad, which, yeah, we, that's due. Okay. Um but, uh, yeah, so th- I just wanted to, to point mm-hmm. that out, that yeah. lifespan is a weird thing, too, because, like I said, you know, people had 13 kids. Right. One, because they, there was no method of contraception, so you'd start having children mm-hmm. much earlier, which is very dangerous for both mother and child. And if well, you, you know, kids die, babies die a lot. Jewish culture now, mm-hmm. when does a boy become a man? 13? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And also, no. <laughs> there are child marriages in India to this day. There are other cultures where life starts yes. very soon. Yes, no, as soon as a, and, a right. woman has a has her period, it's like... Right, she's able to start having children, she which has children. And this is, is not a critique of those cultures necessarily. No. I don't want to... But also, it's very dangerous right. now, especially because with the hormones that we are ingesting, right. girls are having their period much, much earlier. They are not capable of carrying a child in most but cases. But it's also a different world. I can't say for those thirteen-year-olds in the Bronze Age when they weren't the, the same if you emotionally or yeah. to thirteen yeah. by then you'd lived a lifetime. Yes, you know. And, yes, you were working. So, you were right. contributing to your household in a lot of ways. I mean, even like you know, I listened to a a, a, sh- a podcast called The Dollop, mm-hmm. and it's about American history. And right. more often than not, at the beginning of the story, it's like, and when he was seven, his dad died, and he went to work in a mill. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like, you know, kids have done more than be kids for most of... A very long time, yeah. The, wor- this the is a recent history, thing. yes, of the so, world. So, to refer to... Bishop Usher, yes. how he came to the Okay, this. yes. Let's so his let's <laughs> his work added together chronologies mentioned in the Bible, taking into account historical sources from other places. Mm-hmm. New Testament is easier to account for because it includes historical people like right. Caesar Augustus and Pontius Pilate. The Old Testament mentions figures like Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus of Persia and things that could be counted as well. Right. And, as we mentioned, So there's Sarah. history. Right. Contemporaneous so records where you could say this right. happened Nebuchadnezzar at this time. Nebuchadnezzar was king at this period of time. Right. Pharaoh Ramses II was king at this period of time. So Bishop Usher was a genuine scholar who put a great deal of research into his uh, computations. He took into account other systems for measuring time, including constructs like lunar calendars, mm-hmm. He took into account other historians like Josephus. He incorporated scientists of his age like Kepler, the German mathematician and astronomer who inspired Newton. And the final result was a calendar that accounted for all those historical dates. Right? And But, and, and, but he, so, he counted back to the first time anybody wrote anything down. Right. And was like, this is day one. Right? Right. Well, which he is... He came up with an actual date, which is what... Um, and not just date, but time people. of day. Right. Yes. Tell us when it was. 4004 BC, specifically on the evening before October 23rd. That's right. 4004 BC, near the autumnal equinox, which... Why would it start near an equinox? Like, that doesn't make any sense either. 
Well, there's not an autumn yet, so. So, but what? But, so what he's saying is that is the first time that we have a written record. You no, know, he says that's the actual time. Of I understand, day. but right. he he did that by saying that this yes. is the first. He's t- counting back to the written records. He's point that we back have a written record. The patriarchs. He's mm-hmm. counting back, and like I said, he really did his homework in terms of trying to establish a timeline that considered all forms of That's calendar. fine. And so what he has done is given us a complete written record of the church. Just about... That's all. <laughs> just about 6 o'clock, maybe, at 404 B.C., on October 23rd. Somebody made a smudge, and and that proves there's that that's just, when... All of a sudden, there's light, you see. That's how it works. <laughs> so did he... Wait. So is the, the evening... Wait, first of all... Is no, I, light I the he, first thing that? No, I, I guess it would be, but I think that he was just because going you'd think it'd be a day, it'd be an early morning situation if if we're going if we're if we're going in and believing that right. what the Bible says about the creation it's, is it's not it's got to be a morning situation, has, no? What, what you morning have to realize, it has nothing to do with the Bible at this point. He is just and he's not making things up necessarily. Remember when he was writing? All right, so. This is why I'm kind to him, because he did do his homework, more or less. But it's 1650. People have no notion of prehistory at all. They're not digging up fossils. They've never found a dinosaur. They've never found prehistoric animals that we've discovered. They don't have an idea of a yeah, fossil that's, record. Yeah, that's fine. So in their concept of the universe, everything begins with when people started writing. So there was so, nothing before people. So, I mean, but, it, but, but also that uh-huh. someone would... Appear fully formed and literate. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the story about him. He appears fully formed and literate. And naked, as we found out. How's he, how do we know he's literate? Well, because he's naming animals. And he's... Well, okay. He's, but literate well, means okay. ability to read and write. Okay. <laughs> because people can speak and name things. Right. And did. And I'm for not sure. what I'm going to say is... Hundreds of thousands of years. I'm not sure where he or, has or dozens of thousands of years between the beginning of written language as they knew it, and the beginning of the human race, and then even further back towards the age of the earth. That's the thing, because right. yeah, the the first that's where the, the first win, yes, that that's the from? leap. He went, he went. Okay, this is as far back as I can trace written language and written language. I haven't. Minor in linguistics, so I know a little something about written language versus spoken language. Spoken language, of course, has been around way longer than written language. Written language came to... It was born Mm -hmm. when we started buying and selling things. It was cuneiform, Mm -hmm. and it was basically receipts. It was basically, I give you this many of this mm-hmm. thing, and you give me this many of this thing. And it wasn't money. It was typically uh, trade, bartered yeah. things. But it was just symbols that indicated how many of what I gave you, I gave you. Mm-hmm. And how many of what you gave me, you gave me. That's it. That's, that's, that's what the cuneiforms were. That's where it started. That didn't happen... We know now. I well, guess he did not know then. It's he's putting together the mass of knowledge and the and the latest scientific thinking. So it's easy to look back on him and go, and he gets mocked a lot. Like, but there he, is he tried. He, he tried, really but it is. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? It isn't even, I'm not even going to mock him because he was in 1600. I will mock anybody who lives in 2021 and believes that this is true because it is such the logic leap from this is as far back as we have records. So this Mm -hmm. must be the beginning. That logic leap is just a massive cavern to jump over. As I said, though, think about, and I really, when I was writing this, began to think about a world, as you know, as you're staring at the dinosaurs on the shelves. Yeah. Think of a world before dinosaurs, before anyone knew that they existed. Think of a world before anybody knew anything about Except fossil at man. at the same time, they fossil. believed in... Right, but what I mean is that... Sea monsters, no, and because they, yeah, they did kind of know yeah. that some stuff existed. But the thing is that their notion of prehistoric meant people living in stone houses or, you know, tending... They didn't have a concept of prehistoric the way that we have that there was a period before history that went on for eons yeah. where human beings essentially were prey animals right. and struggled to survive and struggled against the ele- not just the elements, but against actual... Right. Well, all of that time where we went from right. hunter-gatherer to agrarian, right. which is when... Which is... That is when you start building up a right. surplus and begin trading and bartering. Right. That's, that's when history kind of starts. And this leads me back to the stories in the book of Genesis. Adam is a gardener tending this garden. His sons are a shepherd who raises livestock Mm -hmm. and a farmer. Yeah. And the farmer... Yeah, and they were always anti-agrarian. They really were anti-agrarian. That's true. Yeah, and it was. That's always very interesting. Which is hilarious to me because without... Uh-huh. farms without that piece of it mm-hmm. capitalism never starts like they they were right <laughs> they were fundamentally well, right look at what happens in that story the uh the gentle shepherd gets murdered by the vicious farmer yeah. and then runs away and hides from right. god and then it happens later on a similar story where yeah. uh the the there's two mm. children born one of whom and think about that in terms of like a, a version of mythology that we can look at. One is smooth. He's quick on his feet. He's very thoughtful. Mm. And the other one is covered in phys- is physically covered in hair. Yeah. And he goes hunting animals all the right. time. And he's he, so he's born first, but the birthright goes to the younger one by deception. The other one wants to kill him. But the idea in the story is that the younger deserved the birthright because he didn't destroy the land by building stone houses and mm, living mm, that mm, way. Mm. He was, we really learned a lot from the books that were in the actual Bible. Right. <laughs> it's like, as opposed to... Pretty good. incredibly long... Tra- but, yeah, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, so I don't... I, I hold yeah. nothing against him. I right. do love his wild leaps in logic. Right. I hold against him... I What I hold... What I'm, what, who I'm going to hold mm-hmm. responsible for the... Strangeness? The Well, the stranglehold of of Young yeah. Earth creationism Mm -hmm. is the people who preach this in a church like it's in the bible Mm -hmm. because it definitively is not this man was a man he never claimed to he never claimed that god told him that this is how he was a scientist right doing his best in 1600 of our our, our episode today weird science (laughs) Is the idea that 
he really put together everything that he knew about the world and worked very hard at coming up with this comprehensive table. And yes, like you're saying, it actually is a really useful table as long as human history. Sure, goes. that's interesting, and it, and it's interesting, right. and it's like it's cool to see his method and his process. Right. But, but he was a scientist in 1650, right. and you know who we believe? Like we we don't hold we hold very few science right. beliefs from the 1650s but, still. There are some mathematical principles right. that we had figured out that have stood but the test you know of time. But, a strange chronology? Isaac Newton. Yeah. And we don't go like beating him over the head and saying, look at you, you idiot. Well, you but know? he isn't the basis. That right. isn't the basis, the basis for... of some, right. some hatred and vitriol that right. I have a problem with. But as Isaac Newton said... But I, I think that when we But um, I would I would even I would even give uh-huh. I would even elevate the thought in evangelicals um evangelicals if they could name where they got the idea of six thousand years. I don't have any doubt that there are some people who have no idea whatsoever where the idea comes from. And again, it's not all evangelicals. No, it's no, not hashtag young, not all. I right, got it. But because yeah, as we and that was one of the more useful researches I did when we were doing the other um, the different kinds of creationists is that yeah, there's some people who completely think this is nonsense. But what I, I would go so far as to say is that if Bishop Usher was the current chief primate of Ireland. That he would not, he would not accept this chronology, because he worked very hard to get all the current pieces of information and include current science. So he would not be going. Oh wait, I I would believe the Earth is this age based because there's so much more information that came after him. That yeah, I yes. think given his his deep uh, attention to detail. I yeah. don't think that he would adhere to his theory nowadays. No, I don't think so. Because no. he'd be like, oh, we've learned some things. Right. And what we forget is that a lot of these people were genuine scholars. I uh, I had a conversation with a Just friend of mine. their best in 1650. Who was, yeah, <laughs> who, was uh, who is not a religious person. And we had this conversation about uh, the Summa Theologica. And... He didn't understand why, on the one hand, I praised it as an amazing piece of thinking, but on the other hand, it was very inaccurate in terms of what it uh, what it tried to do, which is to bring together all the current sciences and the other stuff right. to create a comprehensive view of the world. Right. And uh, I think, well, how can those both be true? It's like, well, because that was written at the turn of the millennium. And so there's so much more that we've discovered since then that can be added to that knowledge to where... I can accept the philosophical and theological thoughts that are in there, but also understand, yes, but this view of the world also has changed over time. And yeah. so we have new information, so we can't just sort of throw it out and go, I'm going to staunchly stick to this, these records produced hundreds of years ago before we really had accurate dating methods. So yes, I like him. I would be kind to him. He tried very, very, very hard. He did. I would like to wish every. We would like to wish everyone a happy Easter. Happy Easter. We did an Easter um, program already, so I don't want to go over that. You can listen to that one again. It's full of information. Yeah, I'll post it. Um, I'll post a yeah. follow up to the post for this. And maybe in the future we'll do another one with another element or a way of addressing the story. But really, it's a. I am going to urge you to. 
is Easter is to be very careful with getting together in groups. Yes, please don't. Yes, not there yet. Are so many other even if you're vaccinated, we are not at a point to where um, it's East, still safe. Easter's on my birthday. Right. I'm not having a party because I'm mindful of the people around me. Yes, and their health. Also, yeah, it's like having a birthday on Christmas. It's like you're always going to be slightly overshadowed. Well, yeah, it's my day. No, it's 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 not. It's fine, which is fine. <laughs> right, but. Um, I've had my birthday on Easter several times, but it's not an all the time thing. So mm. it's not even, it's not like it's on Christmas because that's the same day every year. <laughs> it only happens to me like once every four or five years. Um, not even that often, actually. It's happened more often in the mm. last, I think, 12 years than it mm. had in the previous 30. So. 29. Oh, yes. But happy Easter, everyone. Have happy Easter. Have a lovely time. You can Skype people. You can FaceTime people. Yeah. You can message people on Facebook and just like show your face and have supper together. And and just be mindful of the fact that other people's lives are important. Yes. Important. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, but it's okay. I'll say it in between. Okay. Because it's not, I'd cut it out anyway. All right. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you like it, please subscribe and leave us a review and share it with a friend. We have an internet home without workspodcast.com. Our show notes and links to stories that we talk about can be found there. We're also reachable at withoutworkspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at withoutworkspod, and on Facebook by searching withoutworkspodcast. All of those links are also over on the website, so go over there and have a look around. I've been Amity, and he's been Lemuel, and we urge you to stay inside and do something good. Everybody's got a little light under the sun, under the sun.